Welcome to Singapore's Real Estate Explained Podcast. Listen up, providing you with bite-sized real estate information you can trust and motivation on the go. Proudly presented by your host, Jervis Isaiah Ung, millionaire real estate broker, real estate coach, and investor. Powered by JNA Real Estate, the real estate brand of our generation. Welcome again, once again, to the Millennial Movement. We are at week number eight. Guys, I can't believe it has already been two months doing this first of its kind real estate live stream. We're so excited to be here today with Rodney Tan. Hello. One of our Taiko <laughs> in JNA Real Estate. Once again, my name is Nigel. If you're just joining us for the first time, uh, we are really very excited to be bringing you this session of this another session of Ask Me Anything. So in the AMA series, basically, it's all about getting to know our brokers a little bit more, and that's why we've been doing this. And I can't believe that we've been doing this for eight weeks already. It's so fun, and of course, uh, last week we had a good time with Jervis. We talked a little bit about EC, and today again, it's time to get to know our brokers a little bit more. Mm. What I like about Rodney is that he is someone that is very authentic. He will tell you both the good and the bad, and then he let you make the decision. And I can say this because when I went to watch your YouTube channel, which mm. of course later we will talk a bit about the YouTube okay. channel and how it started and why, like, why this year is the year, or like why, you know, second half of the year was the time that he decided to start a YouTube channel. And it's very, very, like, it's really honest. Given that you came from a financial industry, like a uh, financial advisory background, yep. insurance, and then you, like insurance. insurance, and you decided mm. to come to this. And I think this will be very good of a session for those of you who are thinking to join either industries or you know maybe you're in your own business and I feel that Rodney has the experience being in the client facing position uh, for a combined of more than 10 years maybe uh, okay, la. I, hey, okay, yeah. Mm. Me. I'm not so old. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I think, Remember, uh, maybe you started, you know, before 21. <laughs> Who knows? Wow, okay, I thought I'm going to do this, la. but okay. I have been in the self-employed industry for, I would say, maybe about six years now. Wow. Yeah. So it really has been an eye-opening experience mm. yeah, because I feel that uh, a lot of guys in GNA, right, yeah. they are always looking to take real estate as their first career path, right? Correct. Yeah. So uh, being in the self-employed industry for more than a while now, mm. yeah, there's a lot of nuggets and values and experiences la, that I'm able to share with uh, you guys. Mm. And I really also very thankful that because uh, you, I realize that people like young realtors nowadays, they don't simply give anybody the authority. But today I say Nigel, where do this? You know, like mm. it may not translate very well. Yeah. But I realize that the guys over here, right, they all have that kind of willingness to learn. Yeah, mm. and I think being somebody that is going to become successful, right? Yeah. you definitely have to have that element in you, lah. Mm. Yeah, the the attitude of wanting to learn and wanting to do best for your clients, right? The mm. heart, right, is the essence of every career in self employment. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So what I'm hearing from you is that coachability is very important. Um, it doesn't matter how smart or how good you are when you first come in, but it's really about whether you can be coachable, doesn't mean that you've got a good mentor, means you'll succeed. You've got to be willing to, to so-called tell yourself, okay, I don't know everything and I'm mm. here to learn. Correct, correct. I think, wow. uh, if, I mean, if you ask like any of like Jervis especially, mm. like, I, I came in into journey in the real estate industry uh, not having the best thing of mine. Yeah, mm. You know, I actually went through half the darkest moments of my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And a lot of things is about character growth, right? Definitely. If, I mean, I always believe that the biggest piece of real estate is yes. the one in between the years. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean your your mind, uh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I feel that if you if you go into child employment per se and dealing with people who are of a very a much higher net worth than yes. probably yourself, mm-hmm. so your the first thing is to know that how are you, how do you believe right mm. that you're able to add value to them. Yeah, right. So it's firstly having the self belief, and a lot of it is starts from the mindset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I and I believe that you know being young and you know a lot of times people out there in the market like you know hey like Nigel like I mean looking at you twenty five twenty six years old I mean who are you to advise me? Exactly. Yeah. So how do you overcome that? How do you actually see value in yourself? Right. Mm. That is the very base and first step of being in the creative industry, lah. Yeah, right, correct. right. And yeah. I think that now that you touch on mindset, I feel like it's so important for so many of the things that we are we are doing. So that's why, right? Today, right now, right now, we're just really just touching the tip of the iceberg. And Gavin Gunn actually asked how to be a profitable blackjack player. <laughs> I don't okay. know whether this is a bad thing or not, but uh, yeah, you choose whether you want to address this. Okay, I think I'll, I'll address this a little bit. Okay, so maybe a little bit of a story, right? Uh, okay. Just a bit of a candid uh, confession. Okay. So okay. uh, why why Gavin definitely asked me that question? Yes, I'm because, also curious uh, why. In between leaving insurance and prior to joining real estate, okay, okay, I actually sort of uh gambled for a living. You yeah. Wait 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 wait. wait. Yeah. I I I I'm not hearing this wrongly, right? Yeah. You 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 gambled for a living, like to play blackjack. Correct. Okay. So uh, well, I'll just keep this fresh. I mean, if you want to know more, then uh. Yeah, just DM me lah. Just share my story. Very interesting. And then you will teach them how to play blackjack. Okay, I didn't teach them. They already know how to play. Okay, but I'll I'll even. But if they DM you, you will teach lah. Ah, no lah, no lah. I won't teach them to play. Okay, but this is very interesting. And how long? How long were you doing this? Okay, I was actually doing this for three months. Wow. Yeah, and uh, I think my girlfriend also watching this right now. And you can ask her right. A lot of times, my daily routine is like dropping her off at work and heading to the RWS. Wow. So yeah. were you like a like? Do you unlock some membership there or something? Wow. Well, yeah. A lot. A lot. A lot of things. Man. A lot. A lot. Of things. <laughs> yeah. 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 It so got like free stay on it as well. From. Of course. Wow. Yeah. Hey, but but thankfully, right? I just want to say that. Uh, hey, but it's just not about gambling, right? So mm. I think it's not about gambling. Of course, there's money to be made. Yeah. Correct. But there's no value add, right? So that's that's why I see you cannot do this for the long term. Okay. Yeah. So I always believe that uh, at this happening at this point of time, money is always a byproduct of value. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, uh, we keep the long story short. Uh, I was there for three months and I was definitely profitable. Thankfully, thankfully, yeah, because uh, I know when to leave and more importantly, wow. it, it never became a, an addiction for me, lah. It's wow. not like a stopgap or how I had get funds in. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I also started a cold press juice business. All right. Yeah. Uh, and I also went door to door to sell fruit juice to people. I see. Yeah. So these are the things that I actually wow. did. Uh, uh, before I I came into real estate. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, it's an interesting story, lah. I mean, I learned mm. a lot, and yeah. So that's my my sort of like short short uh gambling history. Yeah. Wow. So you did gambling, and you were selling cold press juices. You're going door to door, which explains why you are so good at going door to door. Because I mean, I just want to share this with you guys. When when we when we first went door to door, I mean, when I first went with Rodney door to door, I was afraid, lah. I mean, I can speak, right? But then again, to ask me to go and knock on someone's door and like so called they might they might be doing their thing, having dinner or something. And he told me just walk in like you are the MP and have the MP energy. And I can say right, he has that confidence that no one else, arguably no one else in the team, has when it comes to doing door knocking. You are the door knocking like expert in our team. I think that job is too humble lah. He definitely did well for his first time. And I mean, I just share with you. I mean, everybody faces that kind of phobia. 
but because to be how you door knocking is always like interrupting Correct. or they're actually standing right outside somebody's door right so mm. they'll always be like am i disturbing the the person yeah. right so uh of course you will get a little bit of being used to uh, mm-hmm. getting used to mm-hmm. so but i think the core belief is that you are there and you are really there to see how you can help Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you have the mentality to go there and help and not to scam, uh, to scam mm. uh, or try to uh, get them to force out their house, right. as long as you have seen that real estate is always a profession of how you want to add value. Understand. Yeah. So as long as you have that mentality, right, you have no fear. Ma. Can mm. you imagine, okay, let's say uh, this person is going to sell their house for 500k, yeah. right? But maybe because you have you are your willingness to serve and mm. you're going to go the extra mile, mm. you can get the seller extra ten, twenty, or thirty k. It yeah, will be beneficial for the seller, right? Yeah. Right. So why I what are you so afraid of being there, right? So of course, maybe uh, you might stutter or you might actually not be able to communicate well. But right. all these can always be learned with uh going down repeatedly mm. and uh, for all like having the right mindset lah. At the end of the day, it's still how you think and how you actually engage people in your business that is very important that's amazing you know i realized that everything that you have shared so far really goes back to the core idea which is seeing more value in yourself i, I think that is something that you truly Definitely. believe in yeah. as well and I've, i i see some comments uh yup way bing actually you can just press you, you just no. tap inside yeah there you can see the comments really so yup way bing is your friend is it uh, I thanks, thanks for sharing, Rodney. You're yeah, definitely thanks, inspiration, yeah. inspiration to many. I, 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 thank you for watching this. Thank you, waving. Yeah, I think you must drop the <laughs> volume. <in. laughs> <laughs> the mic picks up. And Nathaniel say, "Wow, amazing story." Gavin Gunn say, "Amazing, bro. See you tonight." At RWS. I think he's not going back there anymore. Okay, like he's fully focused in this business, and this year's performance has been stellar. If you want to find out how stellar it is, stay till the end of today's stream. Or if you have already watched the YouTube, then spoiler alert, maybe you already know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he yeah. has had a quantum leap in his career um, from financial advisory, joining real estate. It has been like, a, I don't know, a three, four times kind of yeah. like jump. It has been very, very rewarding. Mm. Yeah, but I think I'll shout out to Ned. Because Ned is somebody that at the start of our careers, we worked very closely together and we went through very, really very, very hard times. Yeah, mm. I mean, I just share, I mean, we have time, right? Because, of course. Uh, me and Ned sort of did our first deal together. Mm. And when we closed the deal, right, we don't even know how to free the ODP. Wow. Yeah, so, and we told the client, right, that, oh, we are very well versed. <laughs> we, okay. we are the expert, we are the best in the industry. Shoot, first thing Then the client said, hey, okay. you know how to free the ODP, ah? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's very funny in that sense, mm. but it's the thing about uh, not having any fear, right? You yes. know, just go out there and do it, right? Correct. Like, yeah, you, you really have to sometimes just push through and... Yeah, I mean, get over yourself. La. I mean, mm. it's, it's not personal, right? Whatever class is for you, like, if they feel that you're not good enough, right, it's never about you. But it's about the experience, yeah, because of uh, your lack of experience, mm. you are unable to give that particular experience at that and then. Wow, but improve, 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 and always do better and yeah. upgrade yourself. Definitely. And, and, yeah, you will be able to do uh, better by clients in the next round. Definitely. Yeah. Like, this mindset here is really insane because it's like, I, I don't think it came easy. I think you being able to have this level of perseverance, this positive mindset, despite whatever happens outside, out, on, in the outside world, your inner game still remains really strong. And we are going to go into how that became the case. But actually today, it's good that we have quite a, a, a couple of questions. So of course, Penny, thank you so much. Penny says very inspiring. And uh, Weibing has another question again. Can I find, find out from you, Rodney? I'm just curious. Um, he's more curious about why you had to leave the insurance industry uh, uh, yeah, he, he, he probably wanted to know okay, a little bit can, more about I'll address this very okay. quickly. Like, okay, so basically... Okay, why maybe, maybe before we address that question, oh, hmm. let's start with right from the start. Like, 
before even insurance. Let's do that. And then we go into why you left insurance. Okay. So okay. take us all the way back. Can, can, can. Okay, so uh, again, back, I was actually 32 this year, right? So I was actually working corporate for close to four years. Mm. Yeah, so working as a corporate, I, I really did not enjoy what I was doing. But I was unable to admit to myself because my friends, my peers, they were all going via the corporate route. Right. right. So money back then was very scarce, meaning that mm. month to month I need to tell myself that the, my bank right has to go up by 2k, 3k. Mm. Because my friends are all in the corporate route. Yeah. Yep. But back then deep down inside I know that I would thrive in the sales role. You, like, your corporate job was not like a sales. No, it was uh, it was it was all the way like what I had marketing, I even do some like accounting. Okay. Yeah. So it was a dynamic of like corporate job I was I couldn't last very long in each of them because mm. I found no passion and mm. I found that uh I really am there every morning at nine AM just for the monthly paycheck at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah. And I had to deal with like politics from my bosses. Definitely. And, uh, hey, so again, why I didn't join right into a some employee industry like insurance or real estate was yep. because due to my speech impediment, right, and mm. my hearing issues, I've never thought that I'll be able to do well. Right, because how can being being in the self employed industry in sales, right? I think Correct. there's two things that you have to do well minimally. La. Yes. You have to communicate well yeah. and you have to be able to hear la. Mm. <laughs> Right. If you're unable to hear, then how can you even talk with you, right? So yes. uh, I mean uh, thinking that I, I might be disadvantaged in, in those areas, mm. I actually didn't jump at the opportunity because I, I had a lot of confidence issues. La. Understand. Yeah, yeah, so that's why uh, it took me close to four years to say that enough is enough and there I go. Mm, so okay. you're, you're telling us that y- doing sales was something that you always wanted to venture into, but knowing that maybe it will be a bit disadvantageous to you given that you have speech impediment uh, and, and hearing uh, uh, issues as mm. well. So what gave you that confidence to make that plunge? Or was it like, you know what, I'm tired of what I'm doing now. Let's just quit the job and then let's just, you know, like, like Cantonese people say, say, say la. like, I don't know, la. I don't know where this will go, la. just try. Or were you like, okay, I, I know that I have a certain way to make sure I can break into sales. Okay, I think it was never about knowing a certain way I can break through or break in or mm. like do well, but mm. it's really like four years is a very long time to me, la, right? Four years of being at some place where you don't want to go, it's really too much of a... Uh, suffering, I would say that. Mm. I, really, I really didn't enjoy it. So, uh, but I do know that my strength is always uh, letting people hear me. And letting, I mean, I'm a very people person, right? Definitely. So I engage very well, even one to one. And I feel that it's not hard to captivate the person at the other half of the table. Definitely. Yeah. So I, I feel that, okay, I mean, I, I, what's the worst that could happen, right? I mean, I'm really doing some, I'm really at some place where. I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I don't even try to be somewhere that had better my situation or circumstance, right? Then yes. I will doing myself a massive disfavor la, mm. by not going into self-employment. Mm. Yeah. So the the real trigger point was that, uh, it is it is one day I just say that no la, I mean even though I might not be the most confident, I might not be able to articulate the best, but I feel that I have more to offer mm. than just whatever that's on the surface. Definitely. Yeah. So that's when I say that uh, there's nothing much for me to lose anyway. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like I'm pay- I get I'm getting paid like 
uh, more than I think my 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 best pay was about just hit three k a month. Yeah, we are also very grateful for because I mean when you earn, like, I mean you come out uni, you earn like four five even six k a month. Mm. It may be quite hard to actually transit that from there to self employment if you are something that's very passionate about because there's always a security blanket that you are going to give up. Yes. Yeah. So I don't even have that financial financial security blanket back then. Mm. Yeah. And in fact, I was uh pretty unhappy with my own situation. Uh. So mm. that's why I. I say, uh, what what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, so I, I just took the plunge la, and thankfully I did la, because ever since then it has always been a journey of like, uh, I would say I really felt the essence of life. I don't know if, mm. you, if you can if you can uh, relate. Yeah, but I really felt not that. There yet, not yeah, there this yet. is living. You know, yes. Okay. Every day you wake up, you got to you got to say like, wow, what what's the where's the next where's the next thing? You know, who am I going to value and, and mm. how am I going to coach people that are that is needing help yeah mm. so it's always a, a real life situation ma. right yeah. because at the end of the day when you leave when uh, eventually you die right uh it must people must be saying that at least Rodney helped me a little bit yeah mm. at least Rodney impact me in one way or another yeah that is my whole purpose and my whole life actions i mean what being it like i mean my existence ha. so mm. that is where what i'm passionate about ma. Yeah. Wow, wow, yeah. that's that's really inspiring. And and that's exactly why we call you Tylo. You see the way you talk, right? You really plan until like when you leave this world, you're gonna leave like this legacy. And I can say that most of us take for granted and, and like what you said, like, we we you know in our younger years maybe we just waste our time. Like when I was in my early twenties, I just waste my time doing stupid things. Like I mean hanging out with friends is great, but you know, like just wasting away mm. and someday you will then realize that wow, all this time could be used towards doing something better. And looks like for you, you say that um, you, you sort of feel alive ever since you left corporate. Oh, so you felt yeah. alive the moment you went to the financial... In the okay, financial la, I mean, it's, uh, it's not that way. Like, it's not like really the moment mm. I went. Walk us through, walk us through. How was that when you first stepped into, into um, insurance? insurance. Okay. How what was that like? Uh, I, the first year was pretty tough. I mean, tough where, okay, because insurance, you do have a... a Target right every mm. month you have certain targets because they allow they uh, give you a certain allowance every month. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, with the allowance they have to hit a certain target right. Wow. So back then uh because of who I was and okay I mean I just try to be very very frank with you. Mm. I mean it's not my reputation even with my friends right I always like the very like joker joker kind mm. of yeah, and mm. also very like I would say hey, I'm I would say unreliable but more candid you know sometimes. It's, very hard for me to be like professional yeah so where even that image sort of like translate all the way to where i am when i'm working right so uh i i did a lot of co-clients i mean co meaning that i i actually met with a lot of nice people outside my my circle of friends or family wow. yeah and that is when but the amount that i earned during my first year was definitely mm. more than what i was thinking corporate mm. yeah so and i realized that this also gave me uh confidence right more confidence but this confidence is also not healthy why because oh. uh it's a lot of attachment with money yeah with a lot okay. of attachment to how my my teammates view me like how my friends view me like you know like i need yeah, sort of like uh approval or mm. i need like the short of money or amount of money in my bank to mm. to have that kind of confidence which is yeah. not healthy ma. like uh, when you attach your ego to a certain like materials now you're like your car yeah. So the more, the day that we, we left insurance, right, I lost everything. Correct. Mm. I lost the the what the MDRT agent. Yeah. Now I became a nobody. So I mm. went into a very dark place, right? Because my ego is hurt, ma. Mm. Yeah. So I I feel that 
coming to real estate, right? I yeah. it, it was really a rebirth, like in a sense, like right. really uh being able to see what's important in life and who are the important people and mm. who should I spend more time with and who should I not, right? So this is something that I feel uh real estate has taught me, but insurance was always the first uh jumping board that gave me my little confidence that uh I had lah. But mm. after that, but the source of confidence didn't come from from inside. It came from external sources, which is also wrong. Yeah, so that's what I learned. Wow, so when you got into insurance, you know, in your first year, which is already amazing, you started seeing good results and you were already earning like at least like two, three times of your corporate job Mm. at that point. And I'm sure like that was very validating because you you always wanted to do this sales job, never thought whether you could, you went in, you did well. And I think this goes back to the earlier question someone was asking, I mean, if you don't mind sharing, which I believe you also shared on your YouTube Mm. as well. So you were there for two years in insurance. Yeah, two and a half. La. Two and a half yeah. years. And walk us through like what happened, why do you had to why you had to leave if you don't mind sharing. Mm. And walk us through that, that dark moment that you were talking about and, and yeah, what was it like for you? Okay, can okay, I will try to keep this as short as possible because I believe mm. we have some other questions that are coming up, right? Definitely. Okay, but take so your time, the, take your time. Yeah, the reason why I was uh, I left the insurance industry, mm. it wasn't by choice. I was actually asked to leave by my former employers. Yeah, so I had a compliance issue. Yeah, okay. so it's something that is very critical. Okay. But I just want to put it out there to say that uh, whether it's any fault of mine, mm-hmm. that's definitely not. But mm. it was not, it didn't come from a place of like trying to treat the client's money or it didn't come from a place of like uh, a fraudulent intention. Mm. Yeah, but of course, looking back, right, would I have made the same mistake? I wish I didn't. Yeah, okay. so it was definitely a mistake on my part. Sure. Which I it's a very long story that uh there were a few people that I will I will cover more in my 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 YouTube video. Mm. I have I really have filmed already, so we are mm. just uh, editing right now. And this is uh, I will go more in depth, but basically I was asked to leave mm-hmm. by my uh by the insurance company uh, I was with, and I I made a mistake I would say yeah. Okay. So I think the real victims here were. Firstly, my, my clients, right? Because mm. I mean, every insurance agent out there where you actually go into the industry, you always have the intention that, I mean, at least for me, la, I mean, yeah. majority of them have the intention that uh, they want to be there for the rest of their life, right? Through Correct. your financial planning journey and want to be there every step of the way to see you grow old, your kids. And that's what I envision for every of my clients. Mm. Yeah. And it's very heartbreaking for me uh, when. I had to leave, right? Mm. It's not only the ego that suffers, you know. Because you are you are doing you are a job you are a service oriented person, right? Yeah. Right. So when you see that you cannot do well by the people that you promised them that you would, right? Mm. That is something that is absolutely heartbreaking. Definitely. Yeah. So uh that is why I, I was hey the why I was I was covered more in my channel and you have mm. DM me and you want you want to call me I'm, I'm so fine now. But I was actually asked to leave. Yeah. Mm. So that is the the short story. But the mm. whole dynamics of it and the whole process and yeah. what had, what the, the turn of events mm. I will share one later time. Of course, yeah. that's, yeah. that's exactly why you should check out the YouTube channel. Very <laughs> easy. Just search Rodney Tan on YouTube and you will find it. Yeah. And of course, it's going to be very valuable. Give him a subscribe because he's still building that channel. And later we'll go more into the motivations behind um, why he started the YouTube channel this year in particular. But let us just understand. So when you left um, the insurance business, then it was like falling off a cliff. Yeah. It was like going into the deepest, darkest moments of your life. Tell us a bit more about that. Let's unpack that story a little bit. Wow, wow. Okay, that, those moments are, are pretty dark. Okay, I mean, let, let's, let's 
maybe I'll try a bit more lah. Okay, so it was so bad right that I I was really desperate to to go back to the insurance industry. I tried always and means to find my way back lah. Even engaged a lawyer. Yeah, so I think even Jeremy also about this, but I actually engaged a lawyer to help me write to MAS to explain the turn of events in hope that I would be able to be allowed back to the industry. Yeah, okay. I mean, today, uh, from what I know in my scenario, I technically still can join, but this, not my reference track, right, back to my ex-employers, will affect my credibility. So, I, so from what I hear, okay, I mean, I cannot be sure, but the employee can take me in, just that if I screw up again, right, go be, go very happy. Because MAS only trust the, the company, mm. yeah, so it's very hard for, company has to do their, do their due diligence, la, via their okay. hiring. Yeah, so I feel that at the end of the day, uh, I, I actually went through all ways and means to find my way back, la. and I met with several lawyers, and I think I met with maybe close to 10, and you know what's wow. the funny thing, the funny thing is that when 9 say there's no way, right, but as long as one say right, there is a way right. Mm. I will put all my money and time and effort right will fight for this back in the insurance company. I don't know, hey, I don't know whether uh, the lawyer really believes that I go back. But he just gave me that glimmer of hope uh, mm. and I'm off of it. So that was how desperate and how much I wanted to really go back to the financial planning journey. Because that's something that I really enjoyed. And I really wanted to be there for my clients to say that I will be right. So I wanted to be there again for them. Yeah. So I tried all ways and means, and I appeal and appeal and appeal. But so this whole appeal process takes about more than about half a year, seven, even seven, up to seven, eight months. So it was a very arduous, it was a mental torment, you know, because every day you, you are still holding it with a little hope and say that, wow, uh, maybe I have really one day go back to the insurance, like to, to the financial planning journey. Right. Yeah. So, uh, even when I joined uh, Jervis in, in real estate, right, I can ask him, right? he asked me, hey, hey uh, Rodney, you work on Instagram, lah, like you in real estate. That's the one. Yeah, because, because I, I always, even when my first one, two months of, of being in PropNext meet in JNA, right, mm. I always held up the belief that one day I'm going to make it back to the insurance and I'm going to make sure that everything will be okay again. Yeah, so I cannot let go of that little, little glimmer uh, of hope. This yeah. was in the initial phase of joining GNA. La. Yeah, even in the first okay. two months. La. I think one day I just, uh, <laughs> like, F it, la, you know, I just do whatever I can here mm. and it was no way back again. So, like, the mind is just focused and wet with it. Yeah, so that is, I have to do absolutely well here, right? Because I owe it to everybody, even my, my family members and my loved ones, that mm. I cannot feel one. It's impossible to feel one. Yeah, so I just, you mean, I focus a lot, I go. Yeah. Right. Wow, wow, thanks for sharing. Like, I think a lot of people, have gone through adversity in their lives and some of them are just stuck and I think like this will be something that relates to a lot of people out there because I know there are a lot of people out there that are also going through difficulties especially during this pandemic and I feel like this story is something that people can relate in their own way and I feel like maybe in a certain sense while you said that you wish you didn't make that mistake I believe that going through the entire process actually was character building for you to a very large extent definitely yeah it was it was a uh, it, it was, I hope, he was, yeah, at, at the point of time, right, other than real estate, I, I actually had to, I had to go back to corporate, but, you know, that was really a nightmare, yeah, but mm. my ego about earning, if I am able, able to earn like five digits a month already, back in insurance, like, going back to a 3k, 4 month, 3k, 4k a month job is, it's something that I cannot accept, you know, it's something that I say like, 
Ishnih really my life. Like you know, Ishnih mm. really back to square one. Yeah. So I don't want to be there, and and that's why I feel that real estate is something. I had a misconception uh, that you know it's something that is very similar to insurance, but mm. it's actually not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, but I joined here. I yeah. I must admit to you guys that uh, I admit to you also as well. Sure. I, I didn't even know what is CBSD. Like I have no idea, like anything about property. But you passed the exam. In the first try. In the first try. Yeah. Wow, you passed the exam in the first try without knowing what is ABSD. So for those of you who just took the papers this weekend. Uh, you are safe because Ronnie passed the exam without. <laughs> Come on, you gotta be kidding lah. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, after that, what I knew lah, but okay. uh, yeah. I didn't really have the passion or the prior expertise or knowledge in the property industry. I mean, the property industry lah. Okay, so yeah. what I'm hearing from you is that when you came to real estate, you weren't passionate about the product. Yes. You were just like, okay, this is the next thing that I can do that is sales related. Yes. And I believe that the financial advisory business gave you some fundamentals to lead gen, to speak to people. And you said you thought it was the same. So why, where do you think um, it differs in your opinion? Okay, let me share about where do I, what do I think is similar. Okay? Mm. It differs a lot of things. So in insurance and in the real estate business, right, people thought that okay, insurance, you, you have to make sure that you do your calculation very well. Correct or you can plan very well. Yeah. But both, right, they have one thing in common, they are people business. Mm, yeah. So your ability to actually communicate and build the rapport and make people like you, right, it's going to help you a great deal mm-hmm. by finding success in both the insurance and the rest industry. Mm. Yeah. All right. Of course, that's not about the difference. The difference is, of course, like, a lot of things. Like, like uh, one example that I always like repeat is that today yeah. I throw you at like a, a food court. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. Yes. 100 people there, 100 people, 80 people have buy insurance. That's not very healthy. <laughs> but you throw it at the food court, 100 people there, maybe only one person you buy or sell or rent. Right? right. Yeah. So, how are you going to build your funnel? Like I always say, yeah, you prospect, right? Mm-hmm. Insurance can talk with everybody. Because everybody yes. just uncover the need of why they buy more, right? right? But your funnel to real estate has to be, I will go for industrial, commercial, residential, mm. residential, luxury market. So your funnel must be built to target these people that you want to help. Ma. Yeah. So it has to be a very deep and focused funnel as compared to uh, insurance. Like it, be, it has to be a very wide funnel. Like okay. I told an uncle, an uncle neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> and off there, off there, okay, bye. You know, so it has to, yeah, you know, you get what I mean. Uh, the yes. funnel is very, very different. And a lot of times insurance you can track on just being a, uh, uh, on the top or the surface of it because I okay for example right for you right yeah and maybe I go to Jervis okay the the thing I say ah uh, is yeah. exactly the same but maybe the premium right means maybe he buy Jervis and buy five million a, a year lah okay. okay but for for you maybe like maybe five k a year mm. yeah but the concept and everything are very similar insurance okay yeah but if okay. you went not a private property owner and compared maybe a HDB owner mm. the thing I will say very different that makes a lot of sense yeah. I never actually yeah. thought of that initially eh, until you made this comparison yeah. here. Very wow, that's amazing. And Michael, uh, Michelle, Michelle, not Michael, so sorry. Michelle Poa said, Door Not King, best real estate agent. That's amazing. Uh, Michelle Poa is actually my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah, so wow, I, I, I didn't know. Yeah, thanks, I told her to comment so that I'm the best. I told her that uh, she must comment that I'm the best real estate agent. Oh, so this is planned. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you book a dinner reservation tomorrow already, right? Yeah, At yeah, 7 yeah. o'clock to. to to, I, I <laughs> to already, reward but he, he's not <laughs> yet, thank you so much for, for watching and, and for supporting your very very amazing partner which we will of course go into later mm. as to you know how you made this quantum leap this year Jun Xiang thanks for uh, supporting and sharing the show as well uh, Jun Xiang said if not for Rodney I wouldn't learn so much about HDB and just before we started today's session I think you were briefly sharing how you became the, the king of Tolo Blanga 
where I live and I got don't I don't even have a chance to farm. I don't even have a chance to talk to my neighbors because when I talk to neighbors, ah, you know Rodney Tan or something. Ah, yeah lah, you know he's serving me already. Don't talk to me. So apparently that was a how you got into Tobanga was because and became your your GTA was because you were serving an ex uh, insurance, insurance client. client. Yeah. So basically, the ex insurance client, uh, I'm very thankful for him lah. Like mm. he, he actually kept in touch with me. Eh. You know, a lot of times like normally you they to keep in touch, man. But like, Correct. Like, so I actually asked me how how am I doing. You know, uh, what am I doing now? And yeah, hey, oh, I'm actually doing my real estate. Oh, okay, okay. So, like three months later, right, he called me and said, "Hey, uh, Rodney, uh, I want to buy my house. I already got you are in real estate, right? I already got the early MOP approval." Right? Wow. Yeah. So a lot of clients, right, actually, you have to you have to write in the MOP approval for them, ah. Mm. Yeah. For like like with HDB. Mm. Then, uh, for the client, he, I think I don't. Actually, I don't, I don't know why, lah. Maybe somehow he find that, uh something that he really remembers about me during our time insurance or he still come back and find me no? I mean I mean personally let's say uh I'm your insurance agent right mm. then today you got you got a letter to say that hey, your insurance agent left you were then you were still give him the business man you probably won't ma, because, yeah yeah you probably won't trust him anymore correct yeah so that's how uh I got my first unit in Tokoplanga then mm-hmm. I went all the way from there la. right yeah, yeah and you would say that I guess be, I is it fair to say that your clients from the insurance business, they, you know, as much as this thing happened, and obviously now another agent had to take over their mm. policies, right? But is it because like they sort of always knew your character and they know who you really are? That's why they still trust you and they, you know they still want to follow you now that you're in a different business. Uh, I hopefully that's the case. I mean, I still have a lot of my my clients and my friends. I mean, mm. on Facebook, especially on social media. Yeah, but uh, I I would say that I hope that you know. They get to know me more as a person. Definitely. Yeah, because uh, sometimes, uh, I mean, the way that I ran my insurance business was also not very healthy. Not very healthy mm. in a way that I I have close to 400 clients, like wow. in my two and a half years there. So you can imagine uh, how many people I've talked to. And uh, I just be very frank that back then I I could have done better. Lah, right? I mean, not for the servicing, but I hope that with our little time together, mm. like with a little time I have with you, and if you are watching this somehow, that uh, you, you, it's memorable for you lah. I mean, I mean, I hope that maybe it will really kick start for you in your financial planning journey, and hopefully that you know, uh, somebody is taking care of you right now lah. Yeah, so that's something that uh, I really hope and wish for for my clients back then. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. You know, it's it's. You don't really find that many Rodney Tans in the world, and it might sound like an exaggeration <laughs> exaggeration here, but it's true. That's exactly why I call him the Tylo and. From day one, you were that nurturing like brother figure and very unconditional in your sharing as well. Like I said, big bunch of guys, we wanted to go and door knock together. We were so afraid. We wanted to find 50 excuses why, we, why today is not the day to knock. And then I remember asking Rodney, can knock with me? You know? Then he's like, no, you take this one or this one, go, go yourself. And I was like, wow, okay. But the feedback loop was great. Because after that, like when we came down, he asked us how was it, what did the residents say, and he even told us to take note of um, the person's name and what you all talk about and all that, and so-called build your CRM from there, right. so that next time when you revisit again as the MP, as the way he always put it, as the MP of that, of that block, then you can reconnect with them and say, hey, you know, Mr. Tan from the other block, yeah. uh, the other block was telling me something, something. Yeah. And I would say that this unconditional sharing, right, has now been elevated exponentially 
by making it a, on a public domain. So previously, right, only if you're in JNA, then you get the Tylo to talk to you. <laughs> but today, because of the YouTube channel that our Tylo has created, he's pretty much just sharing all his, I, I would assume, I wouldn't say best kept secrets, but like all his nuggets of wisdom on his YouTube channel. So tell us, what made you decide to, to you know, branch into uh, the YouTube channel? But before that, of course, this year has been a stellar, stellar performance uh, in terms of sales for you. And I think maybe that is why, that, was that the natural transition to go and start a YouTube channel? Or maybe, maybe let's just talk about what, what was that spark this year that gave you this superpower charge and like you're one of the top producers in the team and then of course maybe let's talk about the YouTube channel later okay, on. Okay, sure. I mean, uh, this channel has been phenomenal, right? I mean, I, I would have to admit that, but I feel it's just a very natural step of progression because real estate, uh, the farming, right? And uh, wait, uh, what, what I'm trying to say? To show in here, uh, and really enjoy. Yeah, mm, yeah, all right. Yeah, I got it, okay. So, That's from yeah, journalists, so, of course. Yeah. <laughs> the the showing part is uh, a long journey lah. Okay. Maybe a lot of you guys, if you are watching this when you are young, there are always days where I feel like, wow, what am I doing? Ah? <laughs> like every day, no, 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 like people getting rejected. Every day, mm. oh, 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 you are rejected. Yeah. yeah, so the showing is a, is a long journey, right? It's a, it's a serious test of mental strength, a serious test of patience, and more importantly, a serious test of your character. Why do I say that? Because if you have truly a heart for your clients, like if they don't want to sell today, mm. or even in the next week, in the next mm. year, if you really have a heart for them, right, mm. you will still tell them that, look, I'm still here for you. I'm able to contribute value. I'm able to help you when you need me. It might wow. not be today. It might not be next week, next year, or even five years later. But I am here for you. Wow. Yeah. So that's something that your clients must know. So what? Hey, let's talk about this year. So this year, I really feel it's just a a byproduct of whatever that has happened for the last one and a half years. Yeah, okay. because uh, believe it or not, uh, I actually made quite a amount, I was saying six figures, mm. like through a flyer. Who would have thought that, right? But yeah. when I was throwing the flyer at 2, 3 a.m., there are people saying that, hey, this one can work or not. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. always that sense of doubt, you know? Definitely. Not a flyer, I mean, the, the door has so many flyers, right? Yeah, Correct. so it always has the sense of doubt. And yeah. I think people in JNA, right? People yeah. like journalists like Chris, they also inspire me a lot because they are the front runners who say that who taught me these morals, these values. Like, you cannot always expect like instant gratification. That's something that I got very used to the insurance industry. Mm. But here, right, you have to say that I am sometimes I just tell myself, okay, lah, uh, I feel like you know, I if sometimes I may do it charity work or mm -hmm. like uh, pro bono, like you know, mm. like always like pro bono for something, you know. <laughs> yeah, I have to put value out there. If you are going to use me, it's fine. At least I, I do my best to help you. Yeah, mm. if, you wanna, if I'm going to be part of your transaction, I will do my ultimate and very best money. Yeah. Wow. So that's, that's why I'm, I'm able to get what I have today. And I'm saying that, uh, yes, it's good, but it's also definitely achievable by everybody. Lah. Yeah, because mm. in Jenny, the sisters, the snap has already been taught to you. But the willingness, right, it's very hard to say that. The willingness and the heart, right, has to come from yourself. Definitely. So, from what I hear from Tylo is that there's no secret sauce mm. to this. At least for this year's, um, or, or was there something? Something that really allowed you to unlock? Okay, I mean, if there's one thing I have to say is a secret, right, it's definitely uh, here, here, like the mindset. Yeah, because if no matter how hard you work, uh, if, when you knock the door, right, some people tell me, 
Uh, I mean, not you lah, but how about you smoke blue actually there? Rodney, uh, you know when I door knock, right? Hmm. I hope the guy will open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all, we all, why? We all really reject yourself, ma? Yeah, even if the guy open, actually there. Uh, hey, hi, hi, Nigel. Uh, I wish you help my house, man. Welcome in. Please, now, now. Then you'll be like, uh, now ah? Uh, Tomorrow or not? <laughs> you know, I, I can't make my mother tomorrow can or not. Yeah. Yes. So, here is very about the, so the, the, the only secret sauce is like, really the belief lah, really like tell yourself that, you know, when abortion come right, are, are you confident, not, it's not about confidence, are mm. you, are you in the right state of mind to grab the abortion to be able to say that, yes, I'm going to help the client with all my will, all my might, and mm. make sure that I do the best for me. Wow. Yeah. I think I actually, you know, even though I'm not the one who said that, right? I feel that too, like, So, like when I cold call, right? That moment where the ring suddenly stops and someone picks up, and then there's that awkward moment, like, should I say hi first or should I wait for the person to say hello? Then I like panic, you know, for that moment, and and it's like, you, I would say that sometimes I also already reject myself, and people can con, it's like conveyed through the phone, people can hear, and for door knocking is even worse because like the body language and all mm. that will just like show, will tell itself. So I, I would say that that's a, that's a pretty, uh, um, like, it's a big part of the business that people need to get over. Correct. And you're saying that, you know, even for this year's performance, you are really attributing it mostly to having the right mindset. And it's amazing how you said that at one point you had a totally different mindset. You were more negative as a person as well. Yeah. And then you were able to, to become who you are right now. And was it like a switch for you? From, okay. from the negative moment to like, okay, now I know that I control my destiny and I'm a positive person. Okay, so uh, I like to talk about this because, okay, see, uh, when like, success to me, right, a lot of people, there's two, there's two elements of it, right? Mm-hmm. So one is to know what you should do, right? Okay, I mean, having, having the right things, not having the wrong things, have the right tonality, have the right uh, body language, and mm-hmm. you know, have, having the right knowledge, yeah. right? So that is what you know you need to do. But what, uh, why a lot of people, right, actually, it's actually important that you have top producers, right? And look at Jervis and Ricky, right? There's the other side of it, right? It's the whatever the subconscious, I like, call it like the inner frame of mind. Mm. Yeah. So because ultimately, a lot of people grow up with trauma, right? Like maybe, for example, like introverts. Okay, let's talk about introverts, uh, which is my next YouTube video. It's like, mm. okay, like introverts, right? Maybe from young, they, their parents are there. And they still get very inappropriate situations. Mm. And like, hey, Nigel, shut up, you know, like, mm. uh, why, I mean, don't, don't, don't be a nuisance. So, you always right. having that trauma that, uh, am I speaking in inappropriate situations? In mm. situations, yeah, so, uh, maybe sometimes you feel that, uh, you have a fear of doing public speaking, you have mm. fear of, like, uh, saying the wrong things, mm. you have fear of saying that making people laugh at you. So, yeah. this trauma, right, you must think back, ma, like, what, this, all these things, right, you, you don't realize it, man. I mean, you don't realize until you really feel like, okay, was well, it something that triggered me in the past, yeah. yeah. So, when, you really let go of whatever uh, trauma that you have, like sometimes like the, the need for validation, mm. yeah, right? So some people are so obsessed with awards, like with cars, with money. It all stems down from, from the need of validation, ma. yeah. And sometimes when they feel that, oh, they, they don't have this, right? They are, they suddenly don't feel as confident that they lost, they lost their mojo mm. or whatever for it. So this other side of it, right, is also very crucial in making sure that you do well, right? You have to address it that, okay, look, I, I'm insecure because of A, B, C, D. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to do my best. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not perfect, but I know that this life within me and I try to overcome that part of me. Right, so when you realize that these are the things that are going to hold you back from your potential, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and combining with what you need to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you'll be able to really propel. Right. 
Yeah. So that's always like that's why I say the biggest piece of real estate is the one between the years. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so that's something that I, I see from a lot of like top producers in especially from next because they 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 not say they don't care, but they simply just do it one, they do it. Mm. Yeah, kinda of, you are kinda of not go la, I mean do la, yeah, mm. right. So it, that that this is what I really see is the main difference between the the elite la, and the top few and the really successful one. And money was never money was never a, a benchmark for, for doing well or not. Yes, the, the ability to impact, the ability to communicate and the ability to make sure they empower, right? Empower, mm. you know, leave a legacy and the top producers are all able to do that. That's why I think it's the difference. And that's why I learned so. Right. Yeah. Wow. Was it this mindset that also allowed you to get over your insecurities that you mentioned earlier about speech impediment and hearing challenges? Did you adopt this mindset um, to get over that as well? Yeah, of course. Because I feel that, uh, especially in my adolescent years, right, even growing up, I, I always had the insecurity, right, of not being able to pronounce certain things or mm. me not being able to hear, hear well. But uh, I realized that, you know, I have to sort of understand that this insecurity just stems from uh, a self, it's like a, a demon. Self-limiting belief. Yeah, 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 mm. the, the self-limiting belief, right. Mm. So, do you know that this little self-limiting belief, right, has actually stopped me from helping so many people and stopped me from doing this. Previously, I was so camera shy, right? I mm. cannot even like talk. You know, I like uh, awkward. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I but this will be able to get over this self limiting belief and be able to really uh, say that no, even if I cannot articulate certain things, I think what majority people know what I'm saying, ma. Yeah. So, and even if I cannot hear, I just say I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I I actually have a little bit hearing disability. Mm. If you don't mind me, can you repeat your words? Mm. Yeah, so there's always a way around it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I you, have, you know there's this guy. I don't know what his name. The one who no hand no leg one. Then he had talk. Oh, Nick Nick Vujic, I believe. Uh, that, yeah. that guy has basically no limbs. Eh. And he had, he had empowered so many people. Eh. So if you are hanging at the back of your screen, have you tell yourself like you with the perfect hand limbs and you are not even half of like what what he is able to contribute, right? Means mm. the potential, right, is far 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 from being fulfilled. Yeah. Mm. So that is why if you the the very first thing you have to do is say what's running you. What are the fears that are running you? What are the insecurities that are running you? And that is very important to really take the next step to fulfill your potential. Wow, this one I absolutely agree. I feel like a lot of a lot of us spend our days trying to now, you know, not be not be vulnerable. Like we spend our living, like we spend every day just trying to be that perfect version of ourselves. Um, in front of our parents, in front of our, our, our significant others, sometimes in front of our bosses as well, in front of our clients. We try to be this perfect person that has no flaws, not vulnerable. And something that I really learned so much from you that also allowed me to let my own gut down is the level of vulnerability that you have. And I must say that every salesperson, being vulnerable is a skill. Because a lot of salespeople feel like, okay, you know, I've got to be brave and proper. I cannot, you know, let the client think that I have flaws and then, you know, I'm so polished. And nowadays, right, when I look at a salesperson that is like that, I get a bit scared. So I'm like, no, no, that's really not how it, it's supposed to be. And I really like that vulnerability. And the same can be seen on your YouTube channel as well, which of course, Jervis has already shared. So thank you so much, Jervis, for sharing uh, the YouTube channel on the, on the com- in the comment section itself. So of course, give uh, Ronnie a subscribe, hit the bell notification icon so that you get a notification every time a video is out. But tell us about this YouTube channel. Why do you decide to do this? And what do you hope to achieve from this YouTube channel? Okay, so uh, the YouTube channel is basically done because 
I believe I'm one of the few people, right, especially in Singapore, that have really had the experience of uh, doing real estate and insurance before and do relatively well, I would say. Yeah, so but there's two really main goals of this YouTube channel, right? So the first goal is to really infuse the relationship between real estate agents and mm. property agents in Singapore. Because if you realize, right, I realize we are both on the same boat, right? We always have to deal with clients every day and we are dealing with the sort of uncertainty that when is our next thing going to come. Yeah. yeah. And I feel that a lot of people are actually going to, <laughs> are going to, uh, I mean, are very into the high of industry. Yeah. So that's something that I feel that more and more young Singaporeans, they are more unsure of themselves. Mm-hmm. They want to do better and they are unsure of what each industry constitutes of. Definitely. Yeah. So it's really bring these two groups of people closer together. And I also, want to let people know that whoever that has been like uh, the fallen souls or the fallen angels of either of the industry, you know, somehow you, you like me, you didn't get a potential potential in insurance or real estate, you know, mm. you can come forward and let me know about your journey. And I hope it's five people like that, that, that always have second list of life. Mm. Yeah, even you fall down already, there is still a possibility of really going back up. Yeah, mm. so I, I really want to put myself out there to say that, no, I'm not, I'm not going to show that I'm, I'm doing very well, but I'd rather let you know, like the world of fact know that this journey that you're walking, I'm with you. I have been there before. So don't worry. Like you can use me as your inspiration. Use me to actually know that I am walking on the same path with you. No matter how dark your days are or you see no light at the end of the tunnel. I was there before. Right. So that's some that's really to firstly infuse the two groups of people, the rest and the property. Yeah. So why only now? Because I feel now I with with the earnings I have mm. from real estate will be able to be blessed with, right? Uh, I have more time and resources to allocate to a YouTube channel. Definitely. Yeah. So that's something that I always wanted to do. Secondly, of course, is to actually address people with uh, confidence issues, right? Mm. That either they to speak well, or maybe it might not necessarily be a hearing or speech impediment. Uh, maybe sometimes you feel that you might have fear of public speaking or your camera shy. Yeah. So uh, there's certain things that you want to tackle, or but you feel that your heart always belongs to, you know, self-employment or even mm. like entrepreneurship, yeah. So these are the people that I really wish to touch base with and to engage with and to really help them in one way or another. Lah. Yeah, really inspire them and share with them a little nuggets about how uh, I can help them and I'm with them. And I also, in a way, want to know how they can help me. Yeah, because mm. I, I, I'm not perfect, ma. I don't know everything. Ma. Yeah, so I believe there are people out there who definitely have, have walked uh, further road than me. Yeah, trench a deeper trail than me. Yeah, so I will also want to see this as an instrument, uh, a channel where I can I get in touch with all these people out there, especially mm. the young millennials. That's amazing, yeah. that's amazing. You yeah. know, honestly, he's one of the best persons to, to speak to or to listen to when it comes to like thinking about joining the real estate industry or the financial planning industry yeah. because you have experience in both industries. And how often can you get um, people that are in both industries? Yeah. So, it's amazing. Yeah. And why I'm laughing, because uh, behind the scenes, actually our boss, uh, Jervis, is actually watching this and he's trying to make us laugh. I think there's a little challenge. If I don't laugh, maybe I get $50, but I laugh already, so no $50 for me. All right, all right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, YouTube channel is already in the, the comment section, so go and give Rodney a little uh, subscribe and of yeah. course like the videos. And go check out the other videos that he has posted. He posted like what, four videos for you so far? Uh, five, five. Five videos. Yeah. And so one every, more is every editing. Friday, 7 p.m. I try to upload a video. So far oh. it's been on schedule, right? Okay, uh, every so, Friday. So uh, be sure to, to, I mean, if you need anything, hopefully the channel has, I mean, hey, mm. maybe you can share with your a little bit with me like what you wish to hear, like what you want to know about, right? Yes, so I will, I promise you, like, with my utmost charity there, I'll take the effort and find out for you, like, if I don't know. 
Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, I'm just very curious because you are such an like you are such a transparent and like upfront person. Like you you there's no BS like You're very objective in, in the things that you say. What's one thing that people often misunderstand about you? Okay. Okay, so I, I feel that uh one thing that somebody I mean for somebody like people always misunderstand, right? I mean mm. it's actually a very tough question. Mm. Yeah. So uh, okay, uh, if I have one with anything, uh, it's always sometimes it works against, against my reputation. Okay, mm. if you know me as a friend, yeah. if you know me as a, a, a person to hang out with, right, I can be very like a joker. So mm. I can be like, being a fool myself, like being mm. a clown. Mm. And I don't really see the need of always maintain that front. Like, yeah. But sometimes, right, because you know me as that person first, and their reputation can actually work against me. Like maybe you think that oh Rodney might not be very serious in his job, ah. yeah, or Rodney might not be very professional, like mm. when it comes to like funny matters, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, last time we went, when, even when in poly or even like uh, younger, right? I'm just a very uh what do you call it? Like a very happy go lucky. Yeah. Just a very happy go lucky person. And being able to communicate that to a professional professional setting, right? Some people find that uh it works against my reputation. Yeah, so that is what people normally would say that, oh, it, it is, you know, sometimes it's just a very casual person, uh, I, I mean, outside of work, so yeah. that's why I feel that uh, sometimes people can, can misunderstand that way, and when, sometimes I say no, right, most mm. normally I'm a veggie going, I'm a sweet bit, I think it's okay, 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 yeah. yeah, but when I say no, uh, people go, sometimes you're like, eh, well, Rory finally say no, uh, you know, like, right. yeah, so I mean, there's a fun line between, uh, I try to set like healthy boundaries la, because mm. as much as I, I, I want to do things right, I need to know I only have 24, 24 hours a day. Yeah, so I have to see uh, the bigger picture. Yeah, sometimes I, there's nothing but honor by, by rejecting you or saying no. no. Yeah, mm. so I think that's something that a lot of people is, is I mean, uh, sometimes they, they misunderstand la, that, that uh, I would say a pushover, but mm-hmm. I am just a very yes man, which might not be true. Right. Okay. Okay. I think I think I think that's that's something that that maybe quite a number of us can relate to as well. Mm-hmm. Like um, you know, maybe sometimes in the sales business, you also people will perceive you perceive you as a yes man, but mm-hmm. actually, like, mm-hmm. really, that's not what we are, and we have our boundaries as well. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Curious about your career aspirations in this business. I mean, where do you envision yourself and this business in the next maybe three to five years? Okay. I mean, definitely. Uh, we'll be here in UNA. Yeah. Of course. I think Jervis' vision of building the brand of the generation is something that I'm very aligned with. Yeah, mm. because firstly, if you put a number at the end of the day to how much you can earn, that's one way to go about it, of course. But uh, I, I see more of like the ability to empower people, to inspire people, and more importantly, build a home, right? Mm. Uh, a home where, you know, people can come here and say that uh, they, this is where they really find that the most growth in their young adulthood. Wow. Yeah, the, a place where they eventually find that, no, become a better useful society, uh, being in a society. Mm. Yeah. So that's something that I, I, together with Jervis, I aspire to be. Yeah. So that is uh, where I see myself in the next three to five years, like really building the brand uh, of the generation, together mm. the leaders in JNA, and of course, uh, in terms of my personal life, to have a family. Yeah. So that is where... I want to be la, to in the next few years. For real estate, I see myself being here for years now. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. I think I think your, if your clients are watching this, they'll, they'll be very happy because they know that you'll be here with them to journey them through um, as they upgrade to a new house or as they have, you know, children and they need a bigger space or whichever, whatever their needs might be, or all the way into retirement, hopefully. Mm. Now, of course, going into the quick fire round questions. So we just got a couple of minutes. want to make use of that to go into it. And uh, yeah, just, just, we'll just quickly go, go through these questions and um, just give me the first answer that comes to mind. Okay. Okay, so describe the real estate business in one word. Dynamic. Dynamic? Yeah. Wow. Okay, maybe you watch mine and you copied mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Who has influenced your life the most and why? Uh, Chris, Jobish, and... Yeah, and Jobish. Why? Nice. Okay, I mean, uh, why, of course, for the day, the day to day things that they do. La. Yeah, mm. because being, being young leader has to be more than five men. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see anybody else with kind of like uh, man, the maturity, the mentality. Yeah, I mean, they are not perfect, right? Um, they, they definitely have uh, made mistakes, so do mm. everybody. Yeah, but the drive, the ambition, the ability to have both feet on the ground at the top 25 right, is something that I've never seen before. La. Yeah, so yeah, really thankful to have met them. Very nice. Yeah. What was one of the hardest things you had to overcome in this business? Uh, having a good mindset, yeah, having the, the right mentality, having the heart by clients, you know, don't always see the money, don't be rested. Money is good, mm. right? You have to admit that. Five figures, no problem. Mm. Yeah, so don't always be triggered by money, don't worship money, see, mm. see the bigger picture, help clients, and have a very positive mindset, and really have the heart for clients. What's the craziest thing you have done that maybe not many people know about to close a sale? What is the craziest? Okay, so uh, there was one day, right? Okay, this one is a true story. Uh. Okay. I have a buyer that is looking to buy my unit. Okay. But he said, uh, Ronnie, hey, my unit is facing the block to block one. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Ronnie, I like your unit. Uh. But uh, I want to see how it's a full facing unit like first. Yeah, because okay. if they have full facing unit in the market, right? I want to probably see how it like before I commit to your unit. So I did. I called every single professional unit owner in the development to ask them, hello, uh, we're a buyer, right? Sorry, I'm the, I'm the residential agent in the development and I, I have a buyer who is keen to look at your unit. Mm. Yours is looking for a professional unit. Mm. Yeah. So I tried to call every single owner just for that buyer, right, experience the full patient unit, and from there I tell him I'm going to sell that my block is better. Yeah, because the price is lower, ma. Because yeah. it's less, yeah. So I actually call a whole list, a whole development, right, all the owners, all the full patient owners, and I brought the client to change the full patient unit, okay. and I close him at my unit. <laughs> yeah. So this is the thing, right? I really go and do one. Wow, but yeah. this is this is. This is really like being resourceful, yeah. you know. Not not saying that I had no chance already. You really went all out. Go and call every single um, unit owner that had a pool facing view. So that's yeah. Just for him to experience the view. Yeah, but thankfully he he said about my unit. Now. What I run the risk that you know he he. And now he want the pool facing. Yeah, unit. then I uh, how uh, <laughs> I don't really. I I'm very confident I can do it. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. I I like the fact that you went in with absolute certainty and you gave yourself that chance to try and. And I'm very glad that it worked out well. Amazing, yeah, yeah. amazing. And uh, you know, just going through the comments, Greg Tan said, Rodney is really inspiring. Jervis said, of course, uh, Jervis said he can attest and vouch for, for you that you've been very serious in your job, very professional. And he thanks you for bringing the service standards of our team up. 
It's amazing. My own girlfriend, Geraldine, said, thank you for sharing your story, Rodney. Wow, so even, you know, she's tuning in and she really, really loves right? your story. Yes. Hi, yes. Geraldine. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for, for supporting the stream so far. And, uh, you know, it's been an enjoyable one-hour session with you, Rodney. I, I would say that maybe we'll have you back again next time to, to talk about oh. other stuff because I feel there's so much to learn from you outside of real estate as a business. It's more about that character development that I wish my Hao Kong Ming teacher you know, taught me, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't man. learn that much. Sorry to all the teachers there. But I feel I learned so much about character building today um, than in any other sessions. And of course, we are looking forward to more videos that you are producing on your YouTube channel, which is every Friday at 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. Yeah, 7 p.m. Yeah, Friday, yes. That's Correct. amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So again, if you want to uh, give Rodney a follow, the link is already in the comment section that Jervis shared earlier. Drop him a subscribe, hit the bell notification icon so that every Friday at 7 o'clock, you'll get notified with nuggets of wisdom coming to you from Rodney. So once again, one of our top producers in the team, this is Rodney Tan. Thank you so much for supporting us on the Millennial Movement. We have been going on and on for about eight weeks now. We love the momentum that, that has been uh, standing so far and we hope that this continues to grow so that we can continue to hopefully build this as part of our greater vision, which is to become the Millennial brand of our generation. All right. Lovely. So once again, my name is Nigel. I'm Rodney here. And we'll see you in the next episode of the, the Millennial, Millennial Movement. Movement. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.